With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Welcome in, Hardwood Handicappers. Kelly Bidlin, Zach Cohen here. Friday, February 2nd. JVT's got the day off. You're going to have a lot of Fridays with just me and Zach going forward. Zach, how you doing, my friend? Doing well. Finally got back in the wind column last night. I felt like it had been a while. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I had to sweat that uh, team total under on the on the Grizzlies uh, all the way through last night. But that was, uh, I got home. So there we go. A couple winners. I like yep. it. I like it. Um Let's see. There's a lot to hit on today. Usually, usually on these Fridays, I think you're going to get a lot of me and Zach flying through the card, but oh boy, do we have things to talk about. Joel Embiid, I'm going to start right there. Uh, we have reports that he is meniscus will be further evaluated. Uh, what are we going with right now, Zach? Strained? Is that what the team's going with? Because I've seen about four different reports and things from the team. Yeah, I don't know. I do, I do think that that's probably the official diagnosis because they did say you know, it, it seems like it's more of a couple of days. Like, you know, they're reevaluating him this weekend as opposed to, you know, a few weeks. So I do think it's got to be more of a strain than a real tear. Yeah, we uh, we did get reports of of, of a, a tear early. That was, I think that was kind of, uh, uh, I don't even think, actually, I don't think it was retracted. But there was, so there was a report of a tear. Um, and then we've just got meniscus injuries. He's being evaluated this weekend. I'm sorry, I'm going to double back to you real quick. Did you just say you don't think it's that bad? I think it's probably something that'll be like another two or three weeks. I don't think we're talking about okay. months. Okay. Um, yeah, and I do think that there is, I mean, I was reading up a little bit on it this morning. It's just, it's so hard. to. I don't really want to speculate too much. I think people sound like idiots when they speculate so, speculate over injuries, but depending yeah. on the severity of it is, I, I mean, yeah, it, it, it could be light. It could be, who knows, if, you know, a couple, a few games, something like that. Uh, it could be season ending. It could be six, eight weeks, and they might just be getting him ready for the playoffs. I think regardless, though, when you're talking MVP, um, I think shut the door on that conversation. Yeah. It is officially over. Uh, right now, he is 60 to one over at DraftKings to win the MVP. I would not bet that with your money, Zach. I would not bet that with any of our <laughs> listeners' money. Uh, that is, I, I think shut I, the I door. I don't, say. I don't think there's any chance. They are. I think they are really using this weekend I, I mean, I think they, they already know what the extent of the injury is. We just haven't been told yet. Um, I think they're going to use this weekend to really figure out uh, exactly what the best course of action is to make sure he is fully prepared uh, and ready to go for the playoffs. So whatever that entails, or, you know, how can they get him there? I, I, I guess that would, be the, that would be the best way to say it, uh, depending on the injury. So right now your MVP market, Nikola Jokic minus 140, SGA plus 275, Luka Doncic plus 550, Giannis 7-1, to one, and then we jump all the way down to Jason Tatum next at 40-1. to one. Uh, Jalen Brunson's been steamed all the way up to 50-1. to one. Uh, I think he got bet in every market last night. Um, and then it's Embiid at 60. 
that's where it stands right now. Um, Zach, I have been adding, I think I've bet Giannis about four times over the past three weeks. A uh, couple bets on Shea at, you know, over, over three and a half to one. Um, current numbers, I, Giannis at seven to one still kind of, still kind of long to me. I honestly would have no problem uh, with anybody adding on to Giannis there. We've talked about it a lot here, but uh, just where he ranks at, uh, where he ranks at in EPM, but a bunch of the advanced analytics. You're talking about a guy who could end up having the highest scoring uh, season of his career. He could end up having the most assists per game he's ever had in uh, in his career in a season. I, I think you can still make a strong case for Giannis on a team that is second in second place in the Eastern Conference. So seven to one, I still think it's kind of long. I, I'm kind of done right now adding bets uh, from where I'm at, but I don't know how you feel. That that number on Giannis is still a little long to me. Yeah, I think it's a little long. I'm, I was actually happy to see Brunson move to 50 to one. I said it a few days ago, but he didn't deserve to be at 100 to one. He's been playing a lot better than that. He's not a guy that, you know, can actually win, but he deserves to kind of be mentioned at the top just for what he has done with that Knicks team. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you say it because I did, I did add, I, I made a very small bet on him at 90 to one last night. Okay, but yeah. I, I think I've been pretty clear on on this podcast that uh, my strategy is basically trying to, trying to get anybody but Nikola Jokic home. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see how, how badly <laughs> I get beaten for making that decision. But uh I have no interest in betting on, on Jokic or Doncic right now. So I am kind of – that's why I'm so heavy SGA Giannis. Um, and I think if there is anybody that makes a serious run, I'll probably be trying to add tickets at long prices before they get too short uh, here over the next couple months. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's – I don't think it's very realistic, even if he finishes the season with just ridiculous numbers that Jalen Brunson can do enough to get himself up into that conversation. I know Knicks fans are excited right now. They should be. This team is awesome. Um, It's amazing to see what they're doing with, you know, with even the injuries that they do have to Julius Randle, to OG Ananobi, to Mitchell Robinson. It's just been incredible to watch uh, what they've done without him. But does he really belong in the same conversation with some of these other top tier guys? I don't know if I can get to that yeah that's where i am i don't actually think he has a chance but it's nice to see him getting a little more recognition because he's probably right there in like tier two of mvp candidates I, and i guess the only one that i would say that i would be considering adding and i think i might add it still i, I think Kawhi, the fact that we could still get him at 100 to one yeah. you know, even after all that talk that jvt did earlier in the year you know just how this he's the best player on one of the best teams in the league like we've only seen him continue to play well so I, it's a little surprising to see him down there maybe it's you know, there's too much firepower on that team. You know, he doesn't get enough credit because Paul George and James Harden. But man, that's that's a tempting number at this point. I the price is still too long. I'm with you. I, I mean, I grabbed that 150 to one with uh, with JVT when he mm-hmm. bet that. Um, I I mean, again, how realistic is it getting gets home? I don't know. It's probably more realistic though than Jalen Brunson if we're just comparing yeah. the two. Um, I mean, I think the big difference in to your point about that number still being long, the big difference is just where, you know, where the Western conference standings have changed right now. We're talking about the Clippers. What are they half game out yep. uh, of first place right now? I mean, you're, you start talking about a, if you start talking about a Western conference as the Clippers, no, no, I'm, I'm two games out. Jeez. What the hell was I looking at? Um, actually, no, no. What the hell? These standings at ESPN are all screwed up. That's incredible. I'm literally seeing the, the Timberwolves, Thunder one game back, Clippers two game back, and then the Nuggets fourth at one and a half games back. Oh, I am seeing. Oh, is that the is that division stuff? I think so. That's what it is. Um, 
Okay, there we go. That makes more sense. But yeah, I mean, the Clippers get into the top two or somehow get the top seed in the West. You're talking about the best player on the best team. And, you know, we've only seen him stay healthy since we talked about it earlier in the year. Yep. No, totally. It feels weird to be having a a big Kawhi Leonard pump up pod without JVT on. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, if you are. Like I, I haven't I haven't jumped in on any of these, but like those most wins markets and stuff, uh, Zach. Like man, every time I look at that, I just feel like the Celtics are kind of overpriced. They're like they're such massive favorites. There's still so many games to go, and you're just looking at like, I mean, yes, they lost had an ugly loss last night to the Lakers, but like okay, in the loss column, you're talking about the Timberwolves are two losses behind them. The, the Thunder yeah. are three, Clippers are three, like. I'm not saying I'm running to make any of those bets, but man, every time I've scanned through that market, I'm like, how are the Celtics this big of favorites? Um, random thought for me. I don't really know where I'm <laughs> going to make a bet there, but there, I, I think again, just when we go back to MVP, you're talking about some of these teams, whether it's S, you know SGA, SGA on the Thunder, Kawhi on the Clippers, obviously Jokic on the Nuggets, but you're like in the Western Conference wide open. Any of those teams could easily end up the, as the one seed. Um, you know, Eastern Conference a little bit more clumped. You got the Celtics and the Bucks four and a half back. Knicks uh, in third now, five games back of the Celtics, only a half game behind the Bucks for second place. There, Cavs been playing great too. They're five and a half back. Then it's the Sixers six games back. I don't know if you have any thoughts on Eastern Conference odds after this Embiid injury. I don't. The only thing I'll bring up um, is I'm interested to see how long, like if. If we have a situation where Joel Embiid is out the next, I don't know, four or six weeks, I'll, I'll say that number. It's going to be interesting to see how well the Sixers play and how big of how big that number drifts to. Because if I knew I had a healthy Joel Embiid coming back for the playoffs, man, if I could get them at over ten to one or something like that to win the Eastern Conference, that 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 might be a play. That might be something just to monitor. Yeah, I completely agree with you. They've actually played better than I expected without Embiid, and even even going back to winning that game last night. I mean, Maxie's just ridiculous. Some of the finishes yeah. he had in that game were absurd. So, yeah, it is a team that I, I can see ticking them if the if the number gets too big. Uh, only thoughts on the Eastern Conference are kind of ones I made earlier in the week or early late last week. I think that the Cavaliers are pretty live in the conference. I, I just okay. kind of like you know, the collection of talent that they have. I think that the stuff that they did over the summer really did address some really big needs for them in terms of perimeter shooting. And I don't know if there's another move to be made at the deadline, but I do not think the gap between them and those top teams is all that big. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, the, uh, I, I, I think, I mean, especially over the past month, I think the Knicks and Cavs have, have at least shown that they belong, but at least belong in the conversation with teams like the Bucks and the Sixers. May, you know, maybe not with the Celtics yet, but, yeah, I'm with you. They've definitely closed that gap where I had those top three teams kind of in the East uh, a little bit more separated from anybody else. And I would say the Knicks and Cavs uh, have definitely uh, clawed their way into that conversation. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rich Paul had to tell ESPN today that uh, LeBron James is not going to get traded. Uh, I don't know if we really need to relive that, but oh boy, did I go down a rabbit hole on that situation last night. <laughs> uh, getting reports uh, reports from local LA reporters that uh, he could possibly be traded by the Lakers. And oh boy, did the rumors run, run amok from there. It was, uh, man, I saw the Heat tied into uh, tied into <laughs> trying to get LeBron back. I think I saw the Cavs tied into it. Uh, saw three minute. Get, Three-minute Stephen A. Smith plea for the Knicks to trade for him. Oh, what, was there that today as well? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, I, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite an ordeal, uh, uh, uh last <laughs> night, uh, that I, I will, I, I, I don't think that I ever got to the point where I believed anything, Zach, but I, I said it to you before we started recording, the fact that Rich Paul had to go and tell, tell ESPN that he wasn't going to get traded tells me that there was more to this than nothing than not. Uh, I don't think, I feel like LeBron James is, is well ahead of where, where he needs to be in life to uh, to put trade rumors uh, to bed about himself. Like if, if there wasn't something a little bit going on there, I feel like they would have never addressed this and kind of laughed it off. I don't, I, and what I'm, what I'm, what I mean by that, I'm not saying that LeBron James demanded a trade or anything like that, but we have seen several, several seasons during LeBron James career where it's okay and I mean, geez, with the, what the hourglass emoji tweet, like I can't even, I struggle <laughs> enough with younger people that we work with trying to figure out what the hell they slack emojis to uh, mean to me. Uh, like I have no <laughs> idea what these emojis are for stuff, but hourglass, I think, uh, I think that's one you can read into a little bit. And we've seen plenty of seasons where LeBron James has made demands of, of his front office and LeBron James usually gets what he wants. So I'm kind of clumping all of this together where that was a, I'm sure LeBron has been talking to the front office frequently. I doubt he's been talking about trading himself, but I bet you he's been having some conversations with them about shaking up this front office. So, um, you know, the fact that some stuff could leak out of there like that, I'm, I'm not shocked to see. No, I don't expect LeBron going anywhere, but I do expect the Lakers to be pretty active uh, or try to be active here before the trade deadline. Yeah, I would bet there's a pretty big push behind the scenes for DeJounte Murray to be a Laker. Given the clutch ties, given their need to improve in the backcourt, I like Austin Reeves, but I, I wouldn't keep him out of a trade for, for Murray if, he, if it keeps, you know, a pick around or something like that. But I don't know. I, I do think that I agree with you that LeBron will be on this team at the end of the season. I don't know that he'll be on this team next season. I think that there's okay. a lot of uncertainty with this summer and, you know, kind of Bronny coming into the league too. I think that there is some validity. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some validity to that. Like that there's this draft coming up and you know, he has to sign a giant extension, I believe every year. So I don't know. I could see, yeah. him be, I could see him. Better. I I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, that's, I mean, we were talking about and kind of tracking this throughout, throughout, uh, throughout a numbers game this morning. Cause it was, yeah, we hadn't really gotten the rich Paul uh, statement yet. So yeah. we were kind of talking about it. And like, that's a, like the Bronny thing's a thing. Like that's a thing. No matter what, you know, no matter what, like, like I know we got plenty of tweets. We had Jason Weingarten say on the sh- show, he's watching him last night. The kid can't even, he's not even good enough to be playing for USC right now. And like, that might be the case, but like Thanasis Ander Kubo is on the sidelines of an NBA yeah. team every single night. We see what he's doing. Like it is, sorry, I, Bronny James will be playing with LeBron James. LeBron has stated yeah. as much already. So I fully believe that will occur here in the, you know, in the next couple of seasons, what team is it on though? I don't know. And, and I mean, right. Zach, like that's another one of these. That's where I, I wasn't, I wasn't the guy immediately last night that was like, okay, this is all BS that I'm hearing on LeBron because that's another thing that you have to factor in. You know, yeah. you know, he wants to play with, with Bronny. Like what we, what we don't know is whether the Lakers are okay with that or not. Right. And yeah. so that might mean him needing to find another team to go to. So I'm, I'm with you there. I don't, I, I, I don't know that I'm even willing to go as far to say as I don't think he's going to be a Laker next season, but yes, I don't think he's going to be traded now. Yes. I believe that's going to be an issue though. At some point, whether it's in LA or somewhere else. So 
Um, something to keep our eyes on, and I don't think we need to spend much more time on it. LeBron's not going anywhere. The Lakers are desperate to get some Ws. Um, they got one last night without LeBron get James on the floor, so uh, they'll take that anytime they can get it. Uh, all right, Zach, let's take a quick break here, come back, and we will run through the whole card for tonight. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Hardwood Handicappers. Zach Cohen, Kelly Bidlin with you. No JVT today. All right, Zach, we're going to run through the whole card here. We're, I don't know what we're going to call this. Friday fun days or, or, or fast Fridays with Zach and Kelly. I don't know. We're going to try to go through the whole card, though. Give you our bets. Get you out of here. Get you get, get us all going on a nice Friday. Uh, go get an early happy hour or something like that. You know. <laughs> all right, Heat at Wizards. This game, 7-10 Eastern, 4-10 Pacific time. Looking at the Heat as eight, eight and a half point road favorites here. No Duncan Robinson for the Heat tonight. Uh, on the Washington side, let's see, no Marvin Bagley. Looks like Jordan Poole will go. Uh, total in this game, 228, 228 and a half. I'm going to start right away with JVT, I believe, who laid the wood with this uh, game. Yes, he is on the Heat tonight. Did lay the full eight. Zach, did you do anything with this one? I did not touch this one at all. I have Bam out of bio over 11 and a half rebounds. So somewhat oh, okay. concerned with JVT having the minus eight because I think the only thing I'm really worried about in this game is, you know, it's such a blowout that Bam doesn't need to play a lot. But the Wizards are the second worst rebounding team in the league. Adebayo's averaging 12 rebounds per game over his last 20. In there has been several, you know, 15, 20 rebound games. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit the 15 mark today. I usually like to play some alternates, but I didn't hear because I do think that there's a really good possibility that the Heat win easily. But I do think that 12 is a really attainable number against a team that just doesn't rebound very well. I could yeah. see Bam having, you know, a bunch on the offensive glass as well. Yeah, me too. This, uh, this total is interesting, 228. Feels low for a Wizards game, but oh man, the Heat are the Heat are just <laughs> like dead under team right now with the lack yeah. of offense and the de- and then the defense. It's all right. Uh, Clippers at the Pistons. Clippers laying eleven and a half to twelve on the road tonight. Total in Detroit two thirty eight and a half. Let's see. Looks like Paul George will go tonight for the Clippers. Looks like Cade Cunningham will go tonight for the Pistons. Nothing for me on this one either. Anything for you, Zach? No, but I mean, I don't really think that the Pistons should be getting double digits anymore. I mean, they're eight and one against the spread in their last nine games. They haven't really been losing games in blowout fashion. So I do think that you kind of get the Clippers in like in the middle of a long road trip. Like this could easily be a game where they're just completely phoned it in. And 
I don't know. I just I think that I would take the points here if I needed to take something. Yeah, I'm with you. And no, no play for me. I would definitely be taking points before laying it, though. You are talking about the fifth game on the uh, on the road in a row for the Clippers. Man, this is a hell of a schedule. Um, yeah, and I do worry about <laughs> I worry about the Clippers going at Miami at Atlanta with the personnel on that team. They might not they might not be up for those games. <laughs> uh, what What are you saying, Zach? Yeah. Is there somebody on the Clippers that likes <laughs> to go to strip clubs yeah. or something? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, I mean, geez, this is the James Harden spot of all spots. It's great. I I hadn't really looked at this schedule, so yeah, it is at Detroit tonight. Back to backs too. It's it's it's. A, <laughs> yeah, this first of all, this road trip started last Friday. Uh, they had to go all the way to Toronto, which I, that is one of the low key, low key toughest road uh, places to play on the road. You ever hear these NBA players talk? They hate going to Toronto because they have to go through customs and everything, and it just makes everything a longer process. At Toronto, at Boston, at Cleveland, at Washington, at Detroit tonight, and then it will be Sunday afternoon game. Oh, this is a six p.m. Eastern tip. Uh, at Miami, and then turn around Monday, back-to-back at Atlanta, 7.30. So they're going to play in Detroit tonight, assuming fly to Miami right after they get yeah, the whole weekend sure. in Miami. What could possibly go wrong, Zach? <laughs> um, I mean, you would hope a team from L- uh, from L.A. is it, you know, falls in with the South Beach flu, but, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Something to monitor and uh, might have might be having to bet the Atlanta Hawks at a big number actually on Monday, <laughs> which sounds really gross. But I don't know. Between Hawks or Heat this weekend, I, that is something, something we're going to have to monitor. Um, okay. Um, I've lost where we're at. Suns and Hawks. There we go. They're Atlanta Hawks. There we go. Suns at Hawks, 740 Eastern time, 440 Pacific. Suns, three and a half point road favorites right now, 249, 249 and a half on this one. This is where I started my card tonight. And I believe if I can find the sounder. Boom. All three of us on the Suns tonight. Suns eight and two, their last 10 plus 7.9 net rating in that time. Uh, One of the best offenses in the league over the past 10 games, really getting stuff together. They as well on a lengthy road trip here. Hawks five and five, their last 10. Uh, minus 6.3 net rating outside outside of garbage time minutes in that time zone, though, uh, or time frame, I should say. But, you know, in the Eastern Conference time zone probably as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, lay, I laid the three with Phoenix tonight. I've been playing them uh, fairly regularly, actually, here over the past past couple of weeks, it feels like, Zach. Yeah. Uh, pretty simple handicap for me, this Hawks team. Uh, struggling uh, mightily this season, have picked up a couple more wins here, but as you see reflected in their net rating, still not playing great basketball. Trade rumors swirling around the team. Throw all that in there. You get the Suns team playing a little bit better basketball with all three guys, all three stars on the court, all expected to go tonight. Uh, Pretty easy look for me to lay three points in that game. Yeah, I mean, we're finally getting the offensive version of the Suns that we thought we'd be getting. With those three guys on the floor, offensive rating of 131.5, you know, almost 10 points better than the Pacers, who have a 121.9 offensive rating this season, who are the first uh, in the league in offensive rating. So it's a special team offensively when these guys are healthy. And what we've seen over the last 15 games is a league average defense, which we've said it a million times, you know, when talking about the Bucks as well. If you have an elite offense, all you need is a league average defense. The Suns have it right now. Uh, I wouldn't doubt at some point that this gets bumpy. It seems to always happen with the Suns. There are always stretches where they do struggle, but you're talking about a Hawks team that 
sloppy as can be on the defensive end. There should be really good looks to go around for Phoenix and defensively and, you know, just a couple good minutes where you really lock in and defend and you should have a big lead at some point. You just have to hope not to blow it in the fourth quarter, which, you know, they've made some moves to address that lately, moving uh, the rotation around a little bit. Booker starting the fourth because they are trying to combat that fourth quarter net rating. But yeah, I think it's a good team right now to bet on. Who goes further in the playoffs, the Bucks or the Suns? Man, I, it's hard to – I really think at this point that if the Bucks get the Knicks in the second round, I'll take the Knicks. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess my answer I, is the Suns. I, I feel like it's an impossible question to answer anyways. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like they probably both make like the second round and then it gets really iffy after that. Yeah. Uh, but I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, if the Bucks look like they look right now, I mean, I think there'll be, there'll be plenty of people interested in betting against them early. Uh, that's for sure. Um, okay, 740 Eastern Kings at the Pacers. Right now, Kings three and a half point road favorites as we record. It is 215 Eastern time. This total is 247 and a half to 248. Let's see. We got Halliburton questionable, Miles Turner questionable, Benedict Matherin questionable, all on the Indiana side with those injuries up in the air. I have not done anything with this. Uh, did you do anything with this game, Zach? I didn't. I'm considering adding the Kings. I like them quite a bit. I just thought that Indiana used a lot of energy in that loss to the Knicks last night. That must have been a pretty deflating loss. Um, I also like. I, I would be surprised if Tyrese Halliburton played on the back of back on the back yeah. of back uh, after dealing with that injury. And he, you know, he wasn't playing at the end of that game last night. I don't know if that was like a tweak or if it was just part of the minutes restriction. Uh, but I do think, yeah, this is this seems like a pretty good spot to go to the Kings. I, I it's. You know, two really good offenses, two meh defenses, but I think that you're going to get less offensive efficiency out of Indiana if Halliburton is limited or not playing. Yeah, he's uh, the one that jumps out to me here, I guess, is the total from that perspective. I mean, 248, that is damn high if we're talking about Halliburton maybe not playing in this game. Um, I guess Miles Turner defensively offsets some of that, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a. That might be my look here tonight. Hey, I'm going to wait. I mean, either way, I'm not doing anything before I get more injury information. I'm with you, though. I wouldn't expect Halliburton to go uh, tonight. He's been on the minutes restrictions. This is a back-to-back we're talking about here. I, I I think I'd be surprised if he doesn't. If I if I see word, though, he's not going, I think I'm going to look. I think I'm going to look, actually, to play in the under here instead mm-hmm. of the Kings. But I, I completely hear I think this is one you can jump on the Kings at three and a half before that moves. Um, especially if there's a wave wave of guys out for the Pacers. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. And I'd agree. I'd agree if he's out, the under looks like a good play. I mean, yeah. Nembhard's a guy that I really like, but he's definitely a little bit slower in pace, better defensively. It kind of changes the whole makeup of that team. Yeah, and it's kind of, it just, it feels like that side's being shaded a little bit towards Halliburton being out tonight, but I'm not sure the total really is. Yeah. That's at least how I'm reading it right now. Um, all right, next up, we got 810 Eastern Warriors at the Grizzlies. Uh, this is out to Warriors 8, 8.5 total, right around 22, 24.5 is what you're going to see. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, they are both probable for the Warriors tonight. Uh, the Grizzlies rolling out their normal L League. I was going to say G League, but I feel like that's insulting <laughs> at this point. Um, they they got a lot of guys out still. A lot of guys out. Uh, Xavier Tillman downgraded to doubtful for tonight. Kennard and Derrick Rose both questionable. I guess it looks like Derrick Rose actually going to go in the 
this game. Uh, upgraded to questionable, so that's probably a good sign. Um, I played this one early, Zach. I've kind of just continued to be fading the Grizzlies while they deal with these terrible, terrible clump, clumps of injuries that they've had across the lineup. Really, uh, I, I mean, I'll give them some credit. They, they've played tough. I mean, 108-101 loss to the Cavs the other night at home. 103-94 loss to Sacramento. Lost to the Pacers by six. Like, yeah, they're losses, but they're not, they're not bad. They're not terrible losses. Um, but man, they're struggling to get going. You're talking about them now uh on a back to back. I was I know Golden State has not been great. I was shocked when I saw an opening number of five and a half on this game. Uh bet it pretty big. I don't know if I'd be willing to lay a full eight, eight and a half with Golden State. I think you're talking a different story when you get up to a number like that. Um but yeah, the five and a half yesterday, I did one of those. I don't know if you do this, Zach, where I'm like, you get so confused by a number sometime where I'm like, okay, I'm going to bet this, but like it's Golden State. So maybe like one of their guys is going to be out that I'm just, yeah. you know, that the market's reading that I'm not reading right now. You know, so like I bet it. I really wish now I would have bet it way, you know, way larger than I did. I woke up this morning and moved like three and a half points. I was like, what the hell am I looking at with this line? Uh, so wish I bet it bigger. But uh, still a pretty decent sized bet for me tonight. I laid the five and a half with the Warriors. But again, I, I don't think the Warriors have had their own struggles. I don't think I'd be running to lay eight and a half at this point. You got you got anything on this one? I don't. Uh, JVT, I believe, had the Warriors team total over uh, 116. Oh, uh, yes, half. he did. Yep, he did. Yep. Yeah, and, and that could be a good current way to play it. So maybe just a Warriors team total if you don't want to, don't want to go lay that, that huge spread. Um, yeah, I like that look by JVT. I'm going to guess that's what he was thinking a little bit. That makes sense. Um, all right, cool. Raptors at the Rockets, 810 Eastern. This is Rockets four to four and a half point home favorites uh, in this game. Total 231, 231 and a half. We are looking at right now. Alperin Shingun questionable tonight for the Rockets. That's a big one on their side. And then Toronto, I am seeing Emmanuel Quickly, Pirtle, and RJ Barrett all questionable for the Raptors, uh, this is not a game I really thought to do much much with in the uh, much with anyway, Zach. But especially with that injury report, not really uh, not really ju- jumping out of my seat to make any moves here. Did you do anything with this one? I didn't. I have a kind of a lean on Toronto because I do think that the questionable tags for some of these guys that have been out mean that they'll be back tonight, and they also are coming off you know an extra day of rest. I don't think they've played since Tuesday. I also kind of wonder about the mind state of you know the, the mindset of this Houston team right now with like every rumor kind of suggesting that they're willing to trade any of these young guys for the most available win now player there is. So I I, I think it's a good spot to be grabbing the points. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I think the Rockets are. I really liked them when I saw that Dylan Brooks was back, but I think that there's something weird going on with this team where I'd be more inclined to fade them a little bit these next. Yeah, few I didn't get the. Uh, I didn't get the. I feel like I've heard, I've heard in the past 24 hours that Jalen Green uh, is on the trading block and likely would get traded, and then I've also heard in the past 24 hours that because of Jalen Green's recent great play, he's been uh, pulled off the trading block and the team's not willing to trade him at all. So I have, to your point, I have no freaking clue what's going on uh, in Houston. Um, and it does sound like, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think that they are trying to be aggressive here and, and, and get someone in there. So yes, I, I look, this always becomes a tougher time of year to bet the NBA because there are stuff like this going on. I don't know how you, it's probably a good time to talk about this anyways. I don't know how you usually approach this. If there's a team though that I feel like there's rumors swirling around and they got major questions, 
usually one I avoid just either way, betting on or against. It's usually not something you don't really know how truthful some of that stuff is. Everything might be absolutely fine in the locker room. Um, I just always go back to the simple philosophy of the biggest advantage you have as a better is that the books have to post every single game. You don't have to bet every single yeah, game. And yeah. we've got plenty of NBA games to bet throughout a year. That whatever, whatever there's some of those running through my mind, unless I think it is definitely a negative impact, which it often is on teams like, like Houston in this spot tonight, I'll usually avoid it. But I do think there is enough going on, going on surrounding Houston right now that um, I think that's fair to incorporate that into a handicap right now with them. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good article by uh, Kelly Eco at The Athletic. I, I thought that, you know, he laid it out really perfectly that, you know, Ime Udoka came in there with win-now expectations. It goes all the way up to the front office. So I see, you know, why that they, you know, they see Green being able to dangle him for a player like Mikael Bridges. That was a trade that I talked yeah. about early in the season as one I wanted to see, actually. And uh, to see that it's now a rumor is kind of crazy. But, yeah, I, I think that you see it a lot with these players that are just being mentioned in trade rumors a lot. It's really hard to play. Uh, I think a good example is last night, Jordan Clarkson played really poorly for the Utah Jazz in a close loss. I think I saw Tony Jones, another guy from the Athletic who covers the Jazz, said, you know, he just hasn't been himself the last couple of weeks. You can see he's a little dejected. That comes with being, you know, mentioned in trade rumors. You don't know the, you know, the future yeah. of you where you're going to live. It's just a tough situation. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I was thinking about that some with uh... – even when we saw Dame return to Portland the uh, the other night, of just like you know, it's like his whole family's still back there. Like his whole yeah. life is there. It's just he's literally on this extended business trip for the entire year of like playing and living in Milwaukee. And you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've like I definitely was wondering. It's like, well, like we never think about these things with how with how much it impacts someone's play. And like Lillard has not had you know, one of his best seasons. And I don't want to chalk it all up to that, but it's, it makes you wonder and it makes you think, and everybody is human at the end of the day. Um, yeah. These guys do have to think about this stuff just like the rest of us. Um, all right, let's keep cruising. Pelicans at the Spurs, eight ten Eastern this game right now. Pelicans actually surprised. This hasn't gone up more seven and a half, eight point road favorites. New Orleans is, um, Zion Williamson, Herb Jones, both questionable tonight. looks like Zach Collins will go for the Spurs. Total in this game is 233 and a half. Um, nothing yet for me here, Zach, but I got close to pulling the trigger on the Pelicans last night and seeing that that number's barely moved has me... I should, probably should have me less interested, I guess, but I'm, I'm I'm not more intrigued to see it still at the same number. Uh, did you play anything in this game? No, I've been really tempted by these home lines with the uh, the Spurs, who I thought have been playing much better lately, but they've kind of faded a bit. And this has been a really tough matchup for them this year. The Pelicans have beat up on them twice: fifteen uh, point win early December, thirty six point road win uh, in the middle of December. It's just uh, I don't think that the, the Spurs have an answer for what the Pelicans have offensively, and I, I don't think that's going to change here. But I, I do think that seven and a half is a lot. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, sometimes when you get me hosting the show, you're just going to get live, live. Uh, what do they call it? Train of thought or whatever, stream of consciousness, that sort of thing. I this I think this is a side I'm not going to do anything with pregame, but it is going to be on my short list of live betting tonight. Uh, if Pelicans get down early and they're shooting poorly or something like that, I'll be jumping in. If I can get if I can get in on Pelicans at five or shorter or something like that, laying, I, I would be interested in that side. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Hornets at the Thunder, eight ten Eastern. 
Wow, Thunder out to 15 and a half point favorites in this game, 225, 225 and a half. Um, anything that it was the Lamelo ball is doubtful tonight, so that makes a little bit more sense. No Jalen Williams still for the Thunder. No Isaiah Joe either. What sternum injury? What the hell happened to Isaiah Joe? <laughs> I have no clue. I guess I like I don't even know what happened with that one. I mean, he's been he's been great for them this season. So okay, that's that's not nothing. Uh, both those guys out for the Thunder. They are laying 15 and a half points. Anything for you tonight, Zach Cohen? Because I sure as hell did not touch this game. No, I mean, I if I had to play something on this, I'm taking the points, but I'm not I'm not going to do that to myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think the only thing would be if you had something player prop wise, I spread total, I, I think are really, really tough here. Um all right, let's keep cruising. Magic at the Timberwolves, 8-10 Eastern time. We got Timberwolves are six and a half point home favorites to 12 and a half. This totals at Rudy Gobert. Uh, this news came down about an hour or two ago. Actually, maybe a little bit longer. I've been busy. Uh, a couple hours ago, Rudy Gobert is questionable tonight with an ankle injury. That Considering that just popped up, Moridi's not going to go. I did play the under in this game tonight at 213 and a half yesterday. It had come down quite a bit. I think it got down to like 211, 210, something like that. Um, and then I I think it's shot back up after Gobert got put on the injury list. Yeah, 211 and a half, kind of where it got down to for the most part. Um, so bounces back up a point with Gobert on the injury report. Um, I'm not going to buy off my position. This wasn't a big bet for me. Probably also worth explaining in these on these pods that totals I don't bet nearly as big as sides. Um, don't know why. Uh, no, no, I know why. I just have not nearly had the lifetime success with totals that I've had <laughs> besides. So it is always something I've been a little bit smaller. Um, but not buying off my position or anything. I these both of these teams. I, I mean, we've been talking about Minnesota's defense all year long. But third, I mean, third best defense rating over their last ten games, allowing about one hundred and ten point six points per one hundred possessions. Um, you know, meanwhile, middle of the road offense during that time, Orlando kind of seeing a little bit the same things from with Franz back. You and I, I think highlighted that very early, how important we thought he was, uh, to this magic team. When he went out of the lineup, we saw them lose a bunch of games after that or playing better with him back in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discount that, uh, defense has been better. 10th best defense over the last 10 games, 115 points per 100 possessions allowed on defense, 23rd. Oh, an offensive rating over that time. But, you know, Franz has gotten back. They've gotten a little bit better on the offensive side, too. I went under 213 and a half, though. Never see teams like this. I think this is going to be a real, real low-scoring game tonight. Str- offensive struggle between two, I think, two solid teams, two solid defenses. We've even seen this Magic team per- play pretty well on the road. Uh, so I went under. I think side would lean towards the Magic, too. Now that we're under seven, it's a little bit less attractive. I'll be passing there but did play under this total. Zach, do you have anything in this one? No, I like your underplay. I, I was a little torn on this spread as well. I think that this is one where, you know, Minnesota's a really good home team, definitely the better team between the two, but the Magic have been, you know, a feisty road team. They're 15-10-2 against the spread on the road this year. They tend to cover the numbers, so I thought this was kind of a lot of points for them to be getting in what could be a really low-scoring game. So yeah. I, I was just I just stayed away from it. Yeah, we don't often talk about that uh, in the NBA, but – you know, same thing applies as it does in baseball or football or anything. Low total, bigger spread. There's always going to be more value on every every point, every point that you're getting in that spread. So yeah, when you're seeing you know two twelve and a half, and then a six and a half point spread, that is actually pretty juicy. Uh, I'm going to pass, but there there I did stare at that for a little while last night. 
Um, okay, last game of the night, 9-10 Eastern, Blazers at the Nuggets. Right now, this is Nuggets 12.5 point favorites, 219.5 your total. Uh, Nicole Jokic is questionable for this game, uh, given that spread. I, and just given Nikola Jokic having missed the last game, I would expect him back tonight. I think this is what we're seeing here. Uh, if he's yeah. not, I, I have nothing on this game, Zach, but if he's not, I'll be jumping on the Blazers at 12 and a half. If I can, if I can beat that move. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I'd take the Blazers. If Jokic does, uh, doesn't play, I would take the nuggets. If he does, because I do think that the Blazers are coming off that emotional win over Dame the other night. They actually won outright. And I think that was like, an NBA championship for them. I mean, I saw DeAndre Ayton posting pictures on Instagram of like him celebrating the win with his teammates. Like, I think that they took that game really seriously because of who was in town. Yep. That's recipe for a really bad performance on the road the next night, especially at altitude, you know, against a Denver team that I think could use a pretty big win. You know what, Zachary? I think that's a great point. And I'll probably just remain off of Portland LeGrand. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I'll still, I'll still, I'll still, Jokic is too big. If you could scoop up 12 and a half points, like that's going to move, that will move four points. Uh, you know, something like that yeah. if Jokic is out. So I will still be grabbing that if I can, if I can beat the move. Otherwise, no. And what we're talking about, obviously, is if you can still bet the plus 12 and a half before the books adjust to the news. Um, that is, I know, I know if you don't bet the NBA like us and with odd screens in front of you and news going directly <laughs> to my damn phone all day long, uh, you probably, you probably don't get that opportunity, but, uh, uh, you know, fortunately that is a lot of the betting that we do that hour that I do is a catching injury report news, uh, catching injury news and getting bets in before the books move. Uh, that is, that is a lot of what I do. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, hit the recap, my friends. Best bet recap. All right, for JVT, I have erased them, but I think I've got them all memorized. He's on the Heat, laying eight. He's on the Suns, laying the points. And he's on the Warriors, team total over for myself. I have Suns laying the three. I have Warriors laying five and a half. Would not lay it at the current number, though. And I'm on Magic Timberwolves under 213.5. I would still play under 212.5. However, right now, I would wait for confirmation that Gobert is going to be in there. If go, no Gobert probably would avoid this play on what's already a, a short, short total. Uh, Zachary, run through all your plays for this evening. I'm jealous that you got the three on the Suns because I have a ner- I'm a nervous feeling about that. But I do have Suns minus three and a half. Oh, uh, you're fine. Shut- Why would you say anything like that? It's totally going to land three now just because you said that. Landed on- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have Suns minus three and a half and Bam out of bio over 11 and a half rebounds. Uh, short card for me today. Okay, all right. Um, get all of Zach and JVT's daily NBA write-ups at vsin.com. They're writing about their bets every single day over there, including on the weekends. We don't do this pod on the weekend, though, so we'll see y'all on Monday. Later. <laughs> if you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.